It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome as we get ready for today or tonight's game, I should say, against L.A. Of course, the Sharks are coming off a very, very tough loss against Anaheim on Sunday night. Yeah, that one... Uh, wasn't fun. I mean, I'm still kind of a little bit miffed why there wasn't a too many men call out there. So so that one is going to be forever irritating to me. I'll put that one in the same category as that Timo embellishment call against Tampa at the start of February. But uh, I digress. I digress. The Sharks got a little bit of a break, which I think was very much needed. And they get a chance again tonight going up against a good team in LA. I don't think they're great by any means, but I definitely think they're good. I think they are definitely where they are this year for a reason. They've earned it. They're getting themselves back to where they want to be as a team. By no means are they a juggernaut, nor is this some team that the Sharks, um, I don't think, have a chance of uh, beating or anything like that. I think it's very good that the Sharks have a chance to beat the Kings out there tonight. It's just a matter of whether or not the Sharks play their best game Obviously, it's a little bit you know different right now with the goalie situation, and you want to see them play the more detail-oriented game that they have been capable of playing because against this L.A. team who has 71 points on the year, 32-19-7, and seven, um, it's a challenge. The one good thing about going up against this L.A. team in their building is they're better on the road than they are at home. On the road, they're 18-7-5 at home. 14, 12, and 2. So while that is not the be-all, end-all, I think that's something you can look at if you're the San Jose Sharks and say, hey, they've made their hay out there on the road. They haven't done it in their own building. So it is something to pay attention to in that capacity. But really, I'm just looking for the Sharks to follow up on the performance that they had on Sunday night against Anaheim, which, again, the offense hasn't been there. It wasn't there in that game. It hasn't been there all year, but it was a clean game they didn't destroy themselves. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot too often. And I think that is going to be where they are mentally going into this game. They're going to want to have a clean performance. They're going to want to have a mistake-free or reduced mistakes type performance. And it's just going to need to go out there and you know try and see if they can generate some offense. I have no doubt that the Sharks' defense and net minding is up to the task. It's just a matter of whether or not that offense can be there on the other end. So it's a pretty clear and known entity of what the Sharks need to do going into this game. Earlier this morning, we heard from Sharks head coach Bob Bugner, as well as Jacob Megna and Jonathan Dolan. Jonathan Dolan had been dealing with some whiplash-like symptoms, and uh, he talked about just, you know, mentally resetting and getting back out there on the ice. Uh, I mean, it's it's probably the same. Like, just kind of started off the season really well. Try to find my way back to to that, and good opportunity for me uh, for me here to today to to I got a little reset there uh, before my injury was uh, I got scratched and I wasn't playing much, and then I got injured, and now I'm back. So maybe a little reset, and hopefully I can can uh, help the team and get off to a, to a good start here. 
And when he talked about that reset, I asked him if he had been maybe putting too much pressure on himself to recapture the hot streak that he had earlier in the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, hopefully. I always have a lot of pressure on myself. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, January there was uh, especially uh, tough personally for me. I wasn't playing well and uh, still got a lot of good opportunities. And and uh, I thought I, I played... Uh, the road trip we had before the all-star break was probably probably the best i played all all season uh, and then uh, we had the all-star break and got back and uh, and it was uh, yeah i mean it was gone as it gone and now hopefully with a little time off a little time to reset hopefully i can can find my my game again and believe me i think it would be great if jonathan dolan could find his game again and be able to be the type of player that he was at the start of the year i think he's been snake bit to some extent, but I also think that, uh, as I've said many, many times, it's up to the Sharks to swing the pendulum themselves and do more and be more active to find the back of the net. So we will see whether or not that does come to fruition, uh, but it will be very interesting to see uh, what the Sharks can do in this game against L.A. to try and get their offense going, and I am hopeful that Jonathan Dolan is a big part of that. It's just, you know, he kind of needs to get a little bit deeper, get himself more opportunities, use his body, be physical. He is a good player. He's got good instincts. Sometimes I think he is a little bit tentative, uh, but hopefully he will be cognizant of that and, um, you know, just kind of go out there and play the style of game that we saw him play earlier in the year. Another guy coming back from injury to the Sharks is going to be Jacob Magna. Uh, he talked to the media earlier about his injury and the comeback. Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of just a credit to our strength staff and the doctors and stuff. Um, just helping me along and doing different things with my gear and just allowing me to have uh, pain-free skates and being able to, to go out there and feel like I can move. So it, it's been good and I'm really thankful to those guys for, for helping and uh, figuring things out. Yeah, he was talking there about how he was a little bit ahead of schedule, but I'm sure that he wants to be out there as much as anyone. Yeah, you know, it's tough, but it, it's tough to sit out and watch watch the team kind of struggle a little bit. You wish you could be be out there helping. And obviously, you know, these, these games are huge, and um, every game down the rest of the way is a huge game. So to, to have to sit out and not get to uh, help contribute, it's tough. So I'm just happy to be back. And I also asked him if he and the coaching staff with the time off had taken the opportunity to look at his game and figure out where he needs to improve. Yeah, you know, I think you're always doing an inventory of your game after after every game, even in-game. So um, it was definitely a good time to take a step back and, you know, see see what I'd been doing well and just try to keep those those habits and also try to add little things as you can. And, you know, you get time to yourself on the ice or time with just a couple guys so you can work on other things as well. So it's definitely, there's a way to make that time beneficial even when you are out. And I asked if he had to temper his expectations, knowing that he was getting back into shape, quote unquote. No, I don't know. I think uh, you never truly see until you're out there. But um, I think I've, I've done a good job with just trying to stay in shape. I think my wind, obviously, is something you, you can't uh, replicate an NHL game or uh, any sort of game unless you're out there playing. So that's something I'm going to keep, keep an eye on and try not to extend myself too much. But, you know, like I said, try to keep things simple and just play to my strengths early on and um, hopefully, you know, get back into to game shape as quick as possible. As for Megna on the ice tonight, it sounds like he's going to be paired with Carlson. That's at least according to head coach Bob Bugner when he spoke with the media earlier this morning. Uh, you know, we've talked about that. If Mids is in, I think we'll probably put Mids with Burnsy. I thought they played well together in Anaheim, um, you know, and and uh, they'll probably have a lot of D-zone starts. I think Carly and Megs will have more offensive, uh, you know, blue line starts, um, you know, just to try and manage the situation, manage their minutes a little bit. 
Um, so, yeah, that's uh, um, you'll see how the game goes too, the flow of the game. According to Sharks Twitter, there were a lot of people who were looking for a Merkley and Carlson pairing, which I think would have been um, problematic, even though I understand why people wanted to see it. Uh, but it does not sound like we are getting that tonight. Uh, Bob Bugner also talked about Jake Middleton dealing with an illness still relatively questionable for tonight. He joined us on a plane yesterday, and we're going to wait and see how he felt this morning after he gets off the ice. But, uh, um, you know, he wasn't holding down food for a couple of days, really, and he was just uh, not feeling good. So uh, better night last night feels uh, better to s- this morning, and he's on the ice now. So it'll be a game-time decision, um, you know, who we're, who we're playing on our, in our six. And, and obviously, there's going to be one man out, but uh, that'll become game time. Bugner also talked about the games against Nashville and Anaheim and what they are hoping to bring into the game tonight, mostly borrowing from the Anaheim game. I don't, I don't think anybody wants to see any more of the Nashville game. Yeah, I think it was, uh, um, you know, getting a little bit of rest in practice. We, 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 you know, we tightened up our neutral zone a little bit. I thought that's something that we're going to work on. Uh, um, you know, so we brought some, uh, some, some freshness to that and, uh, we've really worked on that the last two days in, in practice, but, uh, you know, we, we take the positive things that we have accomplished in uh, um, in Anaheim, that game Sunday, um, and bring that same intensity and urgency. And it was a rebound game. And, you know, um, we had chances to, to get two points in that game. We didn't. But, uh, um, you know, it come with that that kind of effort and that kind of bounce back um, and, and be ready when the game starts here. This L.A. is obviously uh, we get them three times in the next uh, week. Um, a team that's uh, finding ways to win uh, right now against some other very good teams. So, uh, um, you know, we got to be we got to be ready to uh, ready to battle for these guys. Brent Burns turns 37 today, which is wild because that's only two years younger than me, although I am going to be hitting the big 4-0 in July. But still, it's wild to think that someone that close to age and me is still out there uh, kicking butt in the NHL. Right. Uh, this is what Bob Bugner had to say about Burns you know, the time on the ice that he has, you know, just a freak athlete, right? Yeah, I think uh, the minutes he plays is, uh, you know, astounding some nights, and especially this year, the situations we've been in. Um, but you're right. I mean, this guy, the biggest thing I could say is, is he's got a smile on his face every day. He walks in the rink. He loves being a hockey player, loves his job, um, you know, prepares um, you know, prepares every day the same way. He doesn't change um, whether it's good or bad. I think that uh, – um, you know, he's very infectious. I think that he brings that energy to the room all the time. And, and even on the ice, and I think his game is, um, you know, his game has been a solid, pretty, pretty solid this year. I think that, uh, you know, with, with Carlson being out and him having to, you know, own the power play there for a while, uh, I think he's done a pretty good job with it. And, um, you know, he's playing in heavy defensive uh, minutes against the top lines and killing penalties and all those things. I think it's just uh, a credit to his, um, you know, his fitness and his, and his passion for the game. Yeah, no one's ever going to doubt that about Brent Burns. Obviously, I think we'd all like to see him jumping up into the offense a little bit more. Uh, Obviously, his responsibilities out there on the ice are seemingly endless. On any given night, Brent Burns is everywhere. He's out there more than anyone else, and obviously he has a lot to do with the Sharks' success they have in any given night. On the flip side is the offense has not been there for the Sharks this year, so you also need to ask more of Brent Burns to try and produce offense. And I know that's almost ridiculous, right? Because Brent Burns, when he is out there as much as he is doing as much as he is doing, he has to be out there. And that was one of the things Bugner talked about was, you know, the sweet spot for Brent Burns, trying to figure out the right amount of minutes to maximize his time out there as an impactful player, as opposed to simply having him out there. You know that you're always better when Brent Burns is out there on the ice you'd love to keep him around uh um 24 25 minutes which is still extremely high 
Um, I think when you get into those, you know, you add on five more minutes, I think it's a, it's a major difference in anybody's game. And, uh, um, you know, he's a big guy, big man too. Um, so I think that, uh, it takes its toll as you move on in seasons and, but, you know, I don't worry about him, uh, um, you know, physically, cause he's such good shape and he takes care of himself. Um, but for his actual game where he's, where he's best, I think, yeah, somewhere around that 24, 25 minutes. So as the Sharks head into this game tonight, I mean, we obviously were a broken record. We know that we want to see the Sharks get off to a good start and take an early lead. But I think that you have to combine physicality with that as well, because and that's a dangerous game as well, because if you are physical with the Kings, they are going to be physical right back with you. And that physicality can get their crowd into it. So, you know, you have to figure out where you want to you know, pick your spots. Not that I don't think there's a bad time to be physical, but, you know, don't give yourself a situation where you try to be overzealous, you take a penalty, you get the crowd back into it, you rile up the opposition, and you put yourself in an uphill situation. That, to me, is what you're trying to avoid more than anything else. With regard to what we want to see from the Sharks beyond inviting that physicality and beyond playing, you know, kind of a an aggressive game early, is just you've got to keep things kind of even keeled. Like even if you give up a goal or two, you can't collapse. We saw that against Nashville. The Sharks snowballed or the momentum snowballed against them and suddenly it was 3 nothing and then suddenly it was 6 nothing and then it was 8 nothing and it was just like holy god, what is happening here? So we know that that is a risk, right? But you do see that you have Eric Carlson back out there tonight, which I think is going to go a huge way for the Sharks in terms of just settling things down overall. Eric Carlson some of the best vision, one of the best minds, one of the best players in the NHL. I mean, I know that some people are going to say that he's not what he was in 2017. I mean, yeah, I guess, because that's an almost impossible standard. But before he went down, his numbers had him as being one of the top defensemen, top 10 defensemen, I should say, in the NHL. If Eric Carlson is a top 10 defenseman in the NHL, I have no problem with that. And if he can come back and be like that again, which I would imagine he will be, then good, you're going to see an Eric Carlson that will be again be impactful. And here's the other thing. We're so down on the Sharks as of late because they have not been the same team. Well, what's a big part of that? Not having Eric Carlson. They are going to have Eric Carlson back there in the lineup tonight. That should help them a great, great deal to have a much better performance than what we've seen as of late. But it can't be all on him, right? It's like you got to have your fourth line guys contributing. You got to have top to bottom production and beyond just goals and assists. And I, I mean, guys that impact the game. I mean, making the right passes, working hard on the four check, connecting the dots from one end of the ice to the other. I mean, that to me has got to be what contribution means beyond just, again, goals and assists. It's easy to keep track of points, but you also want to be a contributing factor out there on the ice throughout the entirety of each shift. You want to make sure that, again, the forecheck is consistent, that you are able to pin them in their own end, that you want to try and create opportunities on offense and you know work on keeping the puck in the zone and do what you can do in terms of high-quality decision-making. I think if, if I had a criticism of the Sharks beyond the obvious is that at some time is that the the decision making can look a little bit panicked especially from you know the, the bottom six guys and I, I'm not trying to sound harsh and I understand that when you're pressing and you're gripping you're going to make maybe not the best decisions in the world because you're simply trying to make something happen and I can't fault them for that because again you, you got to try something. I totally understand. But at the same time, you are playing with such a thin margin of error 
that anytime your decision-making isn't as high quality as it otherwise could have been, you have the potential to see yourself down by more than you were previously. And yeah, I mean, you open up, you try and get yourself back into a game. I get it. 100%. I completely and totally understand it. But at the same time, it's like you've got to pick your spots of when you're going to take those risks. And otherwise, you've got to get your decision-making you know, on par with what the game is demanding. And listen, let's be honest. Far too often, the game is demanding that the Sharks be perfect in terms of possession, perfect in terms of passes, perfect in terms of decision-making. And with the low amount of, sh- of shots the Sharks have gotten off as of late, you, you need to be, you just need to be better. I mean, I, I know that it sounds so simple and I don't think that it's simple at all when you're trying to go out there and do it on the ice, but you need to have a high level performance. You need to put yourself in a position to win. And again, it sounds so easy, but it's not. You need to be able to have a really high quality, high caliber performance, and you need to be able to take advantage of it every single time you have it out there. You need to be able to make those good decisions. You need to be able to make those good passes. You need to be able to put yourself in a position to maybe not necessarily win because that is, you know, it's very hard for the Sharks to do right now. And I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm just stating the reality. But you need to put yourself in a position to make the play that's least likely to come back and bite you in the ass. And that's not a good way to play hockey, I understand, but you would hope that good decisions beget higher quality play that you can get an early goal, that you can give yourself uh, an opportunity to get get a lead and build upon it. And obviously slowing down LA on offense and making sure that you don't turn the puck over at your blue line or in the neutral zone. And again, you heard Bob Bugner talking about it earlier that cleaning up the neutral zone was something they needed to do. You would hope that the infusion of Eric Carlson back into the lineup as well as you know Jonathan Dolan being back out there and you know Jonathan understood that you know he was having a message sent before he got hurt you know he was a healthy scratch from a game all these guys recognize what is being asked of them and all these guys understand what they have to do to have a better performance out there on the ice it's whether or not they can execute and you know we hear that overused term in sports of execution it's like well What are they being asked to do? And far too often for the Sharks this year, they're being asked to play a cleaner game. They're being asked to make uh, fewer mistakes over the course of the game, and they haven't done that. I mean, yes, you can get into deeper levels of execution, but when you get down to the base levels of what they're being asked to do, they have not been able to do it. And so you go up against the Kings again tonight, and you say to yourself, what do the Sharks have to do? Play a clean game. Not make those mistakes, not have those turnovers, make sure you're physical, make sure you play with vigor early in the game. And I think that for San Jose, having that vigor, having that hot start is as imperative to anything else. Just not chasing a game and going down a goal on the road within the first three minutes has got to be, you know, priority number one. And I think that if you can, you know, get deeper into the game and not be behind, then yeah, things can have a little bit more of a chance to kind of trend in your direction. But like I talk about with the Sharks goal scoring opportunities, you know, things trend in your direction because you make them trend in your direction. You score an early goal. You come up with the big defensive plays early. You come up with the multiple opportunities to get the opposition on their heels. You draw a penalty. You get on the power play. Maybe you don't score on that power play, but you get them on their heels and you get them sucking wind and you change things. You Swing the pendulum in your direction. These are the things that you're looking for early from the Sharks because for lack of a better explanation, early performance from the Sharks this year is more indicative of how things are going to go over the course of the game. When they fall behind early and often, they don't have a lot of comebacks in them. Yeah, we can point to the game against Edmonton that started off the season. I'd rather see the Sharks get an early goal like they did against Washington 
and dictate the pace of the game and make the opposition be the reactionary team. The Sharks can come from behind. That doesn't mean that that's the type of position that they should be in. They need to be the team that is controlling the pace of things. They need to be the team that dictates the game. If they do that, they're going to give themselves a much better opportunity to get two points when all was said and done. Now, credit to the Sharks. While they haven't had a lot of wins as of late, they have had some overtime and shootout losses. Let's see if they can get that two points tonight and get themselves a little bit of steam before they come home Saturday night and once again take on the Kings. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of The Buildup. I'll see you tomorrow morning on Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off.